Remembering Hattie. A while back, I had to go to a doctor's appointment, and as I reluctantly sat down in the crowded waiting room to nervously await my turn to be poked and prodded, a razor-thin, very tired-looking black lady, who had to be in her 70s or 80s, and was supporting herself with the aid of a cane, shuffled over and sat down next to me. She had apparently just finished her examination, and a nurse called out to her, Your transportation back home should be here any minute, Miss Gordon. Thank you very kindly, she said to the nurse. You're all done, huh? I asked, wishing that I was too. Yes, she answered, with a very warm smile. So is everything okay? She nodded her head and said, I thought there might be a little something wrong with my heart again, but the doctor said it was probably just some indigestion. I do have diabetes, though, and I hope my bride gets here real soon so that I can go home and get something to eat. Much to my surprise, the nurse suddenly called out my name and motioned that it was already my turn to go back into the examination rooms. As I stood up, my thoughts quickly turned to the fun and games awaiting me and away from my conversation with a nice elderly lady. A good hour later, I finally escaped from the clutches of my doctor and a sadistic assistant and was making my way out of the office when I noticed that the lady I had been talking to was still sitting in her chair. Hasn't your ride got here yet? I asked. No, she answered, sadly shaking her head. They had to go get somebody a lot sicker than me. So where do you live? I live over in West Sacramento. Really, I said. Well, it just so happens that I live in West Sacramento, too. You can ride along home with me if you'd like. With a devilish twinkle in her eye, she said, I guess that would be okay if you don't think your wife would mind. You are married, I take it. Yes, I answered, returning her smile. But I think it would be okay with my wife to drive you home. Well, I just wanted to make sure, she said, as she struggled to her feet for our ride home together, which, after we became friends, she always referred to as our first date. Mary Hattie Gordon turned out to be 78 years old and was still full of life and sharp as a tack. She had born, been born in a little town called Eugela, Alabama, near Montgomery, just before the First World War, and later moved to West Virginia, where her father got work in the coal mines. People were different back then, Hattie explained to me during one of my visits to her tiny little apartment after we had become friends. They visited more and were so much nicer to each other. They helped one another. Nowadays, people aren't as friendly as they once were. All was not easy, however, for a young black girl growing up in the Deep South back in the 20s and 30s. But things have gotten a lot better over the years, Hattie said. Back when I was young, if you took a package or something over to a white person's house, you always had to be sure to go to the back door. If you forgot and went to the front door, you were liable to get hit by white people you had known all your life. I remember when I was 14, my daddy sent me down and told me that although it wasn't right, colored people were treated differently than white people, and that there were things I shouldn't do and places that I shouldn't go, because if I did, I might get hurt. So, when I was young, I mostly just visited my friends and went to church. I've always loved going to church, and it's been a very important part of my life. People in my family have been deacons, ministers, and missionaries, and my mother always had the most beautiful voice in the choir. I asked Hetty why she'd moved all the way out to California. Well, my father was out there working, and he sent for all of us. After I was here for a while, I was supposed to get married to this one man, but then I decided to marry this other one instead. I was 17 when I got married, but I'm afraid he turned out to be one of those born liars, so I had to divorce him. 
Did you marry again? I asked. Yes, I did. And I was engaged a few times in the middle, too. I've got three children and seven grandchildren, and two of those grandchildren I raised up all by myself. But after a while, my second husband got to be quite a rascal, too. So out he went. We sure had some good fights, though. He'd say, Hattie, you're crazy. And I'd say, no, I'm the one with the good sense. Her contagious smile turned to laughter. And then she suddenly asked me what month I was born in. August, I answered. Which day? The 18th. She rolled her bright eyes and smiled even wider and said, that makes you a Leo, you know, just like my second husband. Now, Leos are a lot of fun to talk to and to be around and everything. But to tell you the truth, a woman in her right mind would surely never marry one of them. I also remember asking Hattie if there was any secret to growing old with such grace and good humor as she had done. Oh, not really, she replied. I've been very lucky. The Lord has blessed me with a wonderful life. But I think the most important thing is to always try real hard to be friendly and kind and nice to everyone, regardless.